Um, the one episode I have listened to, to that you did was the 100k run. Um, how long did it actually take to do? First question I'll ask you. So, I so including breaks, I think it was about 12 and a half hours. Um, so what I did was I do four 25k loops that was kind of the goal and the first two 25k loops were actually grand they weren't too bad and then the third 25k loop was a bit rough like it was my achilles was at me and for about 10k i was running on my achilles and i was like i need to stop but then again you know you kind of have to just finish it um so it took me about 12 and a half hours but i was running for about 11 hours 20 minutes i think jesus yeah, it's a, it's quite a bit of time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot of time. And what um, so like when you're taking your breaks, then are you taking like the gels and the water, and you just have a load? Like, is it kind of like a pit stop? Like, there's lads there waiting for you, kind of thing, and you just get in your stuff as quick as you can, and just off you go again. And yeah, pretty much. So I parked my car down in the marina down in Cork. Um, so I had all my gels and like squares, bars, and all that in the car. So I just run twelve and a half out, twelve and a half back. So. And then I'd have my whatever, my squares, bars, my gels, my electrolytes, all that. And then what the lot for the second 50k, two of the lads joined me. So it made it a bit easier because, you know, running by yourself is all well and good. But when you're running with other people, you, you don't really stop because they they keep going. So you're like, why am I stopping? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it, to be fair, you know, I started it. You know, I did. I attempted 100k last year, December 10th, 2022. And I only got to 80k. So in my head, it was like, I have to do it because one of my biggest pet peeves in life is, you know, when people say they're going to do something and they never do it. Mm. That's like my biggest pet peeve. So that was one thing that I was like, I have to do it because I said I do it to people. So that was kind of the main reason why I did it. Uh, I know running 100k, it's not a, it's not for the faint hearted, but error was worth it in the end. Yeah. And what, what was the toughest part about it? Like it was like when you get to like, say, fucking the third or the say we'll say the fourth 25k like your your achilles is, is already fucked by now but like what like what how does your body actually feel like it because you've obviously pushed it beyond probably what it's not what it's capable of but like what it's what it wants to do by now so like what do you actually feel like is it more like mental pain at this stage or are you beyond that and you're kind of just like you're kind of just got a bit physically numb or what 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 do you feel like when you get to 75k like what is it's the so the la the last twenty five was like of course it wasn't easy um but it was more mental than physical because I didn't like like the whole mental aspect of it was like what are you doing you need to stop as you said um like I don't think our bodies are made to run hundred k I I I don't think so so it was a lot it was a lot more mental than physical of course my Achilles was still at me but it was more of the sense of I got to eighty last year. So once I hit the 80, it was like, this last 20K is completely unknown territory. I've never done this before. So in that sense, it was kind of scary. But then from 80 to 90, it wasn't the worst, but the 90 to 100 was rough. That was, it was pitch black. It was raining. It was cold. I was on like 92K and I was like, I still have 8K to go. And it was just like, my I was completely drained at this point. I was literally delirious. Like, I just didn't know what was going on. But I, I just checked my watch. I was like, I have 8K left. So... It's more mental in the last 20K than physical, I think. Once you've done your training, of course, because like you have to train for these sort of things or you're just going to, you're not going to do it. Like, Yeah. And what's um, the week after then? Did you just, what were you like, what were you like the week after? Were you just like 
completely <laughs> exhausted and just could not do anything? Or did you just get back so, up a bit? <laughs> so to be fair, Joe, that week, it was probably the busiest week of my life. So I did a launch as well for the clothing brand on the Sunday and I ran the Saturday. So like my last four months was literally just gearing up for that weekend pretty much. Um, so then once Monday came around, I was gone. I, w- I couldn't think, like I couldn't pay attention to anything. I was literally just like, I was texting um, a few of the lads. I was like, lads, I literally, because I love reading books. It's like my favorite thing, to my favorite pastime. And I couldn't sit down and read a page of a book. It was so difficult for me. Um, So then I literally just spent Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just sitting around doing nothing like. Um, But then Thursday, I felt better. Friday, I went, went for a 10K. And then that Sunday, I I went running with a few of the lads, but after like a kilometer, my knee was at me and I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm being so stupid here. Um, so then I just, I haven't ran since. So it's been what, maybe two and a half weeks, three weeks now. Yeah. I think you could be forgiven for not running for two and a half weeks after <laughs> fucking nearly killing yourself with a run. <laughs> um, That's yeah. Yeah. And was there any, was there any fear? Obviously I'm assuming you'd like talk about it before, but like the physical um effect it would have like, I'm assuming you're doing like all your recovery stuff right but like even when you went like running after where you're like say when you said you did that 10k on like Friday were your legs still like a bit kind of jelly or like were your muscles still a bit tight thinking geez I don't want to push too hard here just in case something does go because like it probably has to get to a point where you've pushed so much of yourself but it's obviously your brain and your fucking mental state is a lot but your body can only do so much take so much fucking running like yeah yeah no so like the thing is with me, I like I'm really competitive with myself, and I think being competitive with yourself is one of the best traits you could have. Because again, you could, you should only compete with yourself. I think. Um. So w- when it comes to running, I'm like I want to run all the time, but I know of course you can't do that. You have to take breaks from time to time. So I thought a four or five or five six day break would have been enough. But the the day I went for the ten k, so the Friday. I wasn't that bad to be brutally honest. Um, like I did it and I was like, I feel grand. But then when Sunday came around, my knee just started, like there was just a sharp pain going up my knee. And I was like, all right, like what am I doing here? Like, this is so stupid. Um, so then I was like, look, we'll just take a break from running for the, till the, till the new year. And then we'll hit the ground running. Then come, come whatever, January 1st. Yeah. 150k next year. That's to be honest. <laughs> I was literally having this conversation with one of the lads uh, the other day. They were like, what are you going to do next year? And I was like, I'm going to do another ultra, but like it has to be more than 100K. And he was like, 120K? And I was like, mm, I do 150, I try 150K. Then he was like, you might as well just do 100 miler. And that's 160K. So I don't know, but we'll, I'm going to aim for something anyway in the in 2024. Because I think setting goals and Joe having a strict date, it you don't fall off the wagon then. You stay on it because you know that, Date is coming up, or that run is coming up. Um, so that's one piece of advice I'd give to anyone if they're listening: is set a date and stick to the date. Because if you don't set the date, you're just going to be, you know, like you're just going to half-ass it. And I don't think you should half-ass anything in life. If you're going to do something, you do it to the best of your abilities, or don't do it at all. Hmm. Um. Yeah. That that would be another. That'd be another level up. And like yeah. I suppose the further you go up, then you're kind of getting into you know Goggins territory. Like you know what did he do? <laughs> Was it the, I think what he did was at the marathons, he did, I remember he said, it was said on Joe Rogan's podcast, but he did something, was it seven days in a row, he, I think he ran like fucking a hundred, so it was no, I think it he, was, it was 
100 miles every week for 12 weeks, I think, every weekend for 12 yeah. weeks. I was think. that it? Yeah. Something like that. I think it was something like that, yeah. Like, like that's yeah. ridiculous. Like, that's that's 100, ridiculous. Like. 160k, isn't it? He said. Yeah, 162. Okay. Yeah, 160. Same it's, difference. It's all, it's unbelievable. Like, but it's, but like that's that's another that like that's, like, what you've done is, like, is fucking clap. But then that's another level, like, of what just yeah. another level of animal. Like, I wouldn't even call him a human. Like, just to to be able, I I, I could never, I can't. I remember I went to see David Goggins there and. Fucking where was it? Convention center or something. And he'd just be fucking buzzed up because like I know that's not why he's like all the time, like really like up at 90, like and he's like, you know, fucking fist clenched and all that. But he was just like I'd say everyone leaving the place is just fucking buzzing, like because he he's he's a fucking animal, like he's an actual he was a fuck he's a fucking animal, like Jesus. Cause some of the shit he's been through, like even to see like some of the physical fucking injuries he have, like his feet have been cut up, like something like just from running, like all that stuff. He just yeah, it's just fucking some man in fairness. Yeah, he's like the thing is, he, you know, when you look at like endurance sports or endure, anything endurance, the guy you look at is Goggins. Like, he's like, he has to have you read his books, Can't Hurt Me and Never Finished. Like, I've read Can't Hurt Me, I haven't read Never Finished, but like, just the stories he tells in it are just ridiculous. You're like, how is this guy a human being? Like, and of course, you know, when you see people like that and you're like, how the hell do people do that? And then I do my like 100k, and of course, like, I'm happy that I did 100k, but then you see people doing so much more. You're like, why can't I do that? That's something that I think about so much. When I see someone doing something, I'm like, why can't I do that? And that's probably the, my competitive instinct within me, of course. But like when when those people come up on my, my Instagram or my reels, whatever, I'm like, yeah, why can't I do that? And I think it's important to question yourself when it comes to things that you enjoy doing and you see the best people in the field doing things that you could possibly do if you just put your put time and effort into it. Yeah. And do you run competitively or was that just, obviously you ran that one on your own, but do you do any like long runs like that competitively? Um, So no, I've only ran, so I started running uh, June 2022 and I just got hooked on it straight away. Like I was obsessed. So I've only ran one proper race. I ran the Cork Half Marathon. Um, I signed up for it like 30 hours before, which was so stupid by me. Um, So I ran that. That's the only like competitive race I've ran. Um, but for the new year now, I want to try to do a couple of marathons in Ireland and and in Europe. Right. That's that's the goal anyway. And then I'd love to do the Kerry Ultra. That's something on my bucket list to do. Um, maybe in a year or two. I think that's hundred and sixty k. I think. I think so. And then of course the Ironman as well is on my list of things to do. Oh, Ironman, yeah. And have you ever done a what do they call an Ironman? Like a like a triathlon, a like. No, oh, yeah. I've never done one. Um, I I can cycle and I can run. I'm not the best swimmer, so I'll have to get lessons, of course. Um, but it's one of those things that I'd I'd love to do in like a hot country abroad. Like I wouldn't really want to do it down in Yall. Like I think it's in Yall next year. And like to be honest, I don't really want to do one in Yall. Like I'd rather go to like Spain or something and do one, uh, where the weather's nice and then chill out after it. Yeah, well, it it'll make the swimming a lot easier, definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I thought I I thought there was one. I just assumed there was one in Dublin. Like I assumed that was main one, but I remember looking at it once because I remember someone was I had Lanon who was doing Ironmans, and he said that that was where he did he did he did something down around the ring of Kerry as well. Now I think that was a cycling thing more. So I don't know where did they actually was it a triathlon. I know it was a 
cycling and running definitely i'm not sure was it actually swimming as well i'm trying to think where you'd swim in the ring it probably is a place somewhere but um yeah i heard about i heard about y'all um but yeah that's and again that's just a different level like you go down there and you're dealing with fucking animals as well like you know it's it's, um, Ah, you have to I, i think you have to like whatever you do in life i think you should compete with the best that's that's how i see everything you should do the best with whatever you do in life you should do the best thing you can think of and you should compete with the best people possible because that like having like how would i say it having people to compete with makes you better and it makes you a lot better because your enemy usually sees or the person you're competing with usually sees the flaws that you don't see so they technically make you stronger as well oh never actually thought about it like that yeah yeah i don't know like how um so how did you you know when you said like you started running like how did you actually like get really like I know like you probably started running and maybe did like a five k first whatever like you were you, know, you did do a hundred k your first day but, like you started doing like five k's and bits and stuff like that like where did you actually start thinking I know you say that like, you're competitive and all but when did it flick a switch to say no fuck I'm doing a hundred k like or something and when did it start thinking like you probably thought like were you really shy at running first like really really like unfit or did you kind of start and you were half decent and you were like she's like kind of get better at this. So what happened was, do you remember during COVID, uh, there was that like five kilometers for five euro, you nominate five people on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the charity thing. So I remember I got nominated for that and that was probably started COVID. So maybe April, May, 2020. And I remember I left my house and I ran down the hill and then back up the hill and I was about 600 meters in and I pulled my hamstring. Oh. And in my head, I was like, and in my head, I was like, I'm never running again. Like this, fuck this. Sorry, can I swear? Oh, Sorry. yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. Um, so then I was like, I'm never running again. Grand. And then fast forward to May, June 2021. I wasn't in the greatest of headspaces. I got my heart broken. Um, <laughs> and I guess with those sort of things, that uh, that kind of lights a fire under your ass. Um, but then also my friend who runs, well, he runs a bit. He was like, oh, you could never run a 5K. Uh, like, half joking, half being serious. And then I was like, okay, grand. I'll I'll try my best. So then it was June 20th. It was literally two days before my birthday. I was like, look, I'll try to run a 5K. I'll go as slow as possible. I'll run 5K. And I think I got it in like 28 minutes or something like that. And then from that day, I was like, this is unreal. Do you know the runner's high? I presume you've heard of it. Yeah, like the runner's yeah. high is a feeling that is unmatched with anything else I've ever done. Like, so that's how I got into it, really. And then I just started running like a madman. Hmm. And did you pull your hamstring properly, like after 600 meters? You actually properly pulled it like a grade? One? Oh, I, I could. Well, it wasn't a grade one. It was, I couldn't walk for like three days, whatever you want to call that. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Like I was limping um so then i was like again i'm not running i don't i don't need this in my life but then joe getting your heart broken and stuff like that it's a funny one because at the time you think the world is over you think that like nothing can repair this but i think when you put time and effort into yourself and well self-care or self-help or self-development whatever you want to call it and you just put the head down for a couple of months and you lift your head back up then after those months you realize you're like it's not it's not that bad but again it's having to do the hard work of putting time and effort into yourself which a lot of people i feel like don't want to do yeah and that can be pretty big motivator as well like someone breaks up with you like you're kind of you're at a you're at a bit of a rock bottom like and you're kind of like 
you know, like you could people kind of have to, you know, you have a choice, like you can kind of go off and use it to kind of grind your teeth and fucking get angry and fucking use it for something, or you can sit in the bed and eat chocolate, like so you kind of have your options. Um, absolutely, it's it's at the end of the day, it's what matters most is oh, I've forgotten the quote now. Oh yeah, what matters most is how well you walk through fire when everything goes south on you and this is something that I've realised in maybe the last one or two years at some point in your life everything's going to go south on you like everything, whether someone you love dies your business fails, your podcast fails, whatever it will, shit will hit the fan and I will put my money and my life on it that at some point in everyone's life not just mine or yours, anyone's life Um, but what matters most is when shit hits the fan who are you? Hmm. That that's that's the question. It's like, do you are you just gonna sit around and do nothing, or are you gonna try to get your act together and go at it as hard as you can? Yeah, that kind of reminds me of something like I something I sometimes say to myself, like I wouldn't be, you know, I I'd fucking be very basic. Like I'd probably work out three or four times, maybe three times a week, and I do. I try to go swim. Like the last few weeks, I've kind of gone swimming in the lake, which I can tell you is fucking freezing. <laughs> I do that a bit and we do a bit of, I, I don't I'm, I'm kind of in enough I'm a fit enough so I think now like diet wise I think I'm not great I think I'll be poor enough at that that side of it because I think feel like sometimes when you push yourself hard in a workout I think I have a tendency of thinking oh sure I can treat myself now but then when it gets to that point you'd nearly be fucking safer if you didn't work out but then, like, <laughs> no I'm not allowed to eat it but I remember like there's this gym I go to like it's kind of in a GA club and I'd be fucking like I'm kind of I'm a pussy like, I'm scared of everything but uh, whenever so I go to the gym and like this is like 10 at night so I finish work at 10 I'm, I'll probably go tonight um and it's dark like all the lights are off like like it's dark outside there's no floodlights whatsoever on so it's dark inside as well like you open the door and there's a creak you open four or five doors and it slams behind you one of your foot and like the one i don't know did someone did i hear it on someone it's like it's kind of like what you said like what do you do when the lights go out like what do you do when the fucking lights go out um so it's just a nice little i just say to myself like you know it's just it's just nice i don't know why um because you're never going to walk back and say, no, I'm not going in. If you kind of keep saying that to yourself, because like, then you kind of have to prove to yourself you're a bit of a pussy. Like. So... Yeah, exactly. And you can't like, the thing is, you know, ru- like I have this rule is, so I get up, I get up every morning at five. It's like my thing to do. And I run every morning. Well, of course, not for the last three weeks. And something I realized when I was training for the 100K was, you know, you're doing something right when you're the only person on the road. Like I'd be out on the road a quarter to six running and there's it's pitch black, could be raining, it's freezing and I'm the only person out on the road and I'm like, I must be doing something right. Because at the end of the day, a quick way to know if you're doing something right is you look at everyone else and if you're doing the same as everyone else, you're going to get the same results as everyone else. Whereas if you want different results, you do you look at what everyone else is doing and then do the complete opposite. Hmm. And when you say you get up at five every day, do you know what I mean? like people say that that's my staple. I get up at five every day. Do you get up at five every day, or is it like kind of like a few most days a week, or is it like? Every so day? it'd be between five and half five every day, bar if I went on a night out, which I haven't gone on in about four months. Um, every single day I get up at five, half five. Yeah. Every day, yeah. Every day, yeah. I think like the mornings are like now. Don't get me wrong, I used to love a sleep in I, I well I haven't had one since well of course if I go on holidays like I I, I don't mind sleeping until half six seven like um I'm not I'm no robot like or I'm no goggins um but I think getting up early in the morning really sets you up for your day um like first thing I do is train or whatever run because I think you should do the hardest thing 
of your day the first thing in the morning. Because once you have that, then the rest of the day is easy compared to what you've just ran your 15K or you've done your circuit or your conditioning. Um, so, and also you have no distractions in the morning. Like who else is, like I don't know many people who get up at five o'clock. So at even six o'clock, maybe seven. So like you have those three or four hours before most people are up where you can do whatever you want and you have zero distractions, even on your phone. Like no one's texting you because everyone's asleep. And that's something that I realize. I'm like, if everyone's asleep, I can literally do whatever I want. So now I like read my book, get a coffee, just have the morning to myself. So that when I start work at nine o'clock, I'm I'm chilled. I've done all, most of my work for the day. I might have to do something in the evening for sure. But other than that, I'm like, yeah, I've had a great morning. And I think if you win the mornings, you win the days. You win the days, you win the weeks. You win the weeks, you win the months. You win the years, you win the decades. You win the decades you win in life or whatever you want to do. And what? You're probably going to bed at like eight, nine, ten then most days. So I'd I aim for nine thirty. That's kind of like the time. So I'd get about seven and a half hours, seven hours forty five a night. Um but then of course, you know, like again, I as I said, I'm not a robot. Like if the lads are over and I haven't seen them in a while, like I don't mind staying up till you know half 10 and I just get a little bit less sleep in the morning but then I might take a nap at midday uh, just to catch up on that sleep yeah and do you think that your life would be much different if you woke up at 7 or 8 do you think you've changed like it's drastically different because since you wake up at 5 and you set your because you, you do your run first thing in the morning or you do whatever like you're training like yeah, yeah. do you think you're like let's let's say we go back to what, whenever you started doing that if you said no 7 or 8 instead I'll do my run, I'll do everything then. Do you think things would be much different? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like there's been times, as I said, Joe, like if I went on a night out and I wake up at like half seven, eight, like I know when I haven't woken up at five o'clock. Like, because I haven't done my training, I haven't done my reading, um, haven't got my coffee. And like that's what I do before anyone else is awake. So I've already done most of my things that I've wanted to do in the morning before anyone else is awake. So now when seven half seven comes around if i need to edit a video or need to chat about the clothes with one of the lads whatever i can do that then um whereas i think the time in the morning just gives me so much freedom to do whatever i want and i think that's why i'm i would like to think i'm pretty productive in whatever i choose to do uh because of that reason of getting up early because the thing is i feel like a lot of people what they do is they're like oh i can just go to bed 11 and i wake up at seven joe you still get your eight hours Mm. absolutely but the thing is i after like eight o'clock most people are just sitting on their phone watching reels or watching netflix and if you're doing one of those things it's like why don't you just go to bed early because now in the morning you're going to be the freshest you're going to be the most focused but in the evenings you're going to be tired and lethargic of course because you've just spent your whole day working or whatever you were doing so i basically trade the half nine to eleven o'clock for the five to half six in the morning if if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah. you know because i i do like i myself i know after half eight i'm just gonna maybe go to one of the lads houses or just watch netflix and i don't mind watching netflix but it's like i don't i don't binge watch netflix because i i just can't sit and watch something for like six hours straight it's just uh, i i i need to move like you know yeah, oh, six hours is excessive. I don't know how the fuck people do that. Yeah, I yeah, could watch some like, people do it like. 
yeah i could watch like two episodes of a show maybe an hour like i'd sit down and but then after that like you'd need to be doing something as well like sometimes I'd, I'd have something on in the background and i'd be on my laptop but i couldn't just physically just sit still and not be doing nothing else Do you know i it's just i don't know just even from like a fucking um fidgety point of view like not even from like you know i want to be doing something i just couldn't actually yeah. sit still and like watch something for an hour i, t- I just get too fucking giddy um <laughs> but yeah that that must be like there's probably tough decisions you have to make there sometimes as well. Like if you're saying like you're you're going to bed early and whatever lads texting you saying, you know, head over for a few cans over to the house or something like you'd probably it's I suppose you're you're there's choices you have to make all the time. Yeah, well uh, well, thank God I actually don't drink, so I don't have to make that uh thing of like that's why I barely go out because I don't drink. Um and don't get me wrong, I used to go out a lot, but not drinking alcohol is probably the best thing I've ever done. Like I've never, I've never drank in my life. It's a religion because uh, I'm a Muslim. Uh, but now it's come to the point where I'm like, I just don't see the appeal of it. Like, uh, like it's funny because whenever I go out, people are like you don't drink, and they look at me like I have four eyes, and I'm like, no, it's I just don't drink. Like I can, uh, but I also think that the reverse of that is the fact that I don't drink may forces me to be a lot more social. Because no one wants to be that guy in the corner not speaking to anyone. You have to put yourself out there, especially on a night out when 99.9% of people are drunk. You you want to have conversations with people and stuff like that. So you have to, I guess, break that barrier of like, oh, he's drinking, I'm not, so I can't like chat like him or whatever. So it's kind of forced me to be more social and more outgoing, which I'm, of course, grateful for. Um, But with regards to the going over to the lads' houses, of course, with anything you do in life, there has to be sacrifices. Um, Like, if you do everything you want to do whenever you want to do it, that's not good. You have to have some sort of self-restraint or you're just going to do everything on a whim and doing everything on a whim never ends well. Was it, um, is it ever, is it ever tough going though when everyone's drunk? Not that you'd want to drink, but is it ever like, I found like last week I went to a staff thing and I was like I wasn't I wasn't there to have much but I, I so I was finished later so they were kind of there earlier and everyone there was fucking locked and I got there probably about an hour or two after we're all locked and they were all I was kind of sitting down just drinking my soup and I kind of felt like I felt like kind of but I don't know because I'm not used to it like I suppose you've probably been through this but I kind of felt like I was born I don't know why I kind of felt like oh I, I was kind of like they were all kind of just up like this and whatever and I was like uh I don't know. I didn't feel awkward. And I was just like, oh, I was just kind of eating me soup. I was just minding my own business. Like, but they were all locked and it kind of felt a bit uncomfortable because I was like, like they're all on some different buzz. They're on a different fucking planet to me. Like, do you ever, did you ever feel like that at the start? You probably are used to it now, but. um, Well, to be fair, the thing is, I was quite sheltered as growing up. Um, So like, I didn't really start going out to college. So whatever, whatever I was, 18, 19. Um, but, so, but the thing is also with regards to your point is that I don't know what it's like to drink. Mm. So I've never been in that situation where I've drank and then I've gone out the next night and I haven't drank. So I have nothing to compare it with, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, this is all I know, me going out sober. Um, it's it's all I know. So with regards to that, of course, on nights out, we all know those, we all have those friends that just get too drunk and then I'm usually the person who has to take care of them because I'm the sober one and the responsible one, uh, which I don't mind, of course, but uh, I've kind of removed myself from those situations because I just don't go out anymore because, like, how do I say it? Do you know, of course, it's your, like, it's anyone's life, you do you, whatever, whatever um, 
whatever you want to do, you should do because it's your life, of course. But the people who go out every single Saturday night and expect some expect things to be different, you're just wasting your time and your money. Like, would you not just put that time into something that actually means something to you, or a project that means something to you, or a goal that means something to you? And in four, three, four years' time, you're going to look back and be like, "Thank God I didn't go out all those times because now I have X, Y, and Z to show for it." Do you think you would have drank? If you like, say obviously you're uh, so when as you as a Muslim, you're like like not doesn't it's completely forbidden. Like, well, I know a lot of Muslims who drink. Um, like I know a lot. Um, but it's in the Quran. It says you you shouldn't drink, or it says you shouldn't take um things that lead you to be intoxicated. I believe. Um, <clears throat> so alcohol is uh, one of those things, of course. So. I think your next question was going to be what I've drank if I'm not a Muslim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I See, I've been asked that question before and I, I genuinely don't know. Like, if I had what I knew now, I wouldn't. But then again, if I was in a different place and different situation, different uh, environments, you just never, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I, I wouldn't know, to be honest. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's the only reason I ask is just because, like, that's kind of like that's, that puts you down a different path and like say like to me like i'm i'm catholic and like you know there'd be a big drinking culture in ireland and like in my one side of my family obviously but like as joe when you're irish you probably are you fucking you've you know you've been here all your life you know the culture that's what like the the pressure to drink not that that's why i drink like i dry kind of drink because i like to drink and i do it in moderation like i don't think there's been there's been a few times I woke up the next day and I've been like, geez, you had way too much. But rarely, like most of the time, I'd be kind of fairly well. Like you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go fucking mad. But that's just interesting. Like if I was like you know if I grew up Muslim or if my parents were Muslim, like would things have been different or would I have still would I have kind of cracked under the pressure of like people being like, no, you have to drink, she you have to like so. It's it's interesting how just different paths like you know. So I was I was like if you look at me statistically, I was probably always going to drink unless something mad happened in my life you know that kind of way so yeah of course yeah so i'm just glad that i didn't like i don't have a bad relationship with it like i don't i don't think i do so other people might disagree but like i think <laughs> i have a decent relationship but i might drink once now this weekend i went a bit nuts but this like most every few it's every few weeks so i like to think it's not every weekend and i'm not going fucking nuts so i think if we got to that stage then i kind of have to give myself a bit of a slap like yeah i think like of course absolutely go out and do do whatever like you want to do of course but i think a good rule to have is unless you're celebrating something or like it's someone's birthday or it's this work night out or some like night out that doesn't come every weekend mm. then i think you should go out of course but i think going out aimlessly every saturday night for for literally zero reason just to do something i just I, I just can't get behind it. And of course, I have been in that situation. So I'm speaking from experience. But the thing is, I never drank. So that was kind of the thing in my head of like, oh, I won't be home over in the morning. It'll just be a late night. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I have been there. And that's why like, I even tell like my friends and stuff. I'm like, of course, go out or it's your life. You do you. But just remember that this is only you're only playing short-term games here and you have to play long-term games if you want to do anything in life like a podcast is a long-term game like you don't make one podcast and you're done you make several hundreds like you make as many as you possibly can because of course that will probably keep you in at night if you 
plan to record on say a Sunday if there's no one you don't want to record a podcast when you're hungover because that's going out to X amount of people and the quality of the podcast won't be as good as if you were in the night before if that makes sense hmm. yeah that's why you, you don't have like you've never felt like that fear the next morning like you know like no. didn't know what you did or like you know that that's it like you've had you've had a lot of good Sundays like and a lot of Irish yeah. a lot of Irish people can't say that yeah like the one rule I um I like applied to myself maybe in June or July was to prevent me from going out I'd run a half marathon every Sunday morning that's so that's smart yeah so I would never go out on a Saturday night because in my head I'm like I have a half marathon to do and then one night I went out and I came home at maybe like half one ooh and uh, yes yeah. I, I got up at like seven and I was like, I have to run a half marathon. Like I said, I do it. Um, and then that was one of the worst half marathons I've ever ran. But uh, yeah, we got it done in the end. But I think having something on the Sunday morning, even if it's like a coffee with your significant other or a training session with someone, someone to hold you accountable if you can't hold yourself accountable. That's something good to have on a Sunday because then you probably won't end up going on the Saturday night because you know how bad you'll feel in the morning. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you kind of have to think forward to Sunday morning, and absolutely. So that, absolutely. that's 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 smart, very yeah, because that that would keep you. That would give you a bit of a kick up the arse. You were like thinking about staying until fucking three or four. You were like, you have to get up at half seven, like so. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that that's that that would give you a right kick up the arse. Yeah, so. it, it definitely would. Um, and I think you you should be the one who gives yourself the kick up the ass, not someone else. If that makes sense, like you should be the one saying to yourself, or you should tell yourself the truth. Of course, just be like, okay, I've gone drinking the last three weekends in a row. Maybe I should take this weekend off, and maybe I should go for a run on Sunday morning. Do you know, you need to be very self-aware of what you're doing on a not a, okay, not on a daily basis because I know things happen, things change, whatever. But like on a weekly basis, at least you should have like a tally of what you've done towards your goals or what work you've done towards your goals so it keeps you accountable for the following week because i think if you just as i said if you do everything on a whim every single day you're going to spiral so fast like you can't live your life doing everything you wanted to do at that moment no you don't want to you can't live your life on a whim of course but doing things whenever you want to do them as many times as you do them is never going to end well because like i don't want to get philosophical about it of course but doing that is just it's it's not gonna end well because yeah like i don't want to get into like god and philosophy and stuff like that but yeah it's just not gonna end well so make a plan stick to the plan and your life will get significantly better that's that's what i would say 